Hello, everybody. Jim Malone coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. It is Tuesday, and the market is pulling back once again. The techs are especially getting hit hard. Uh, the the consumer pro the uh, inflation numbers were released, and they were dismal. <laughs> they were dismal. I have a chart that I'd like to go through here in just a second, and kind of give us you know kind of look at a strategy going forward uh, for dealing with this kind of high inflation environment. I think we're going to have I think we're going to have a high inflation environment for a while here and it's you know it's going to be difficult. So um you know I have some thoughts on that and uh, maybe uh, you'd like to share some too on the chat. Uh by the way, if you're watching on um if you're watching on TikTok, we're simulcasting this on YouTube at youtubecom trading 4 You could just go to the link uh, in the bio, click on the link and uh, just uh, scroll on down. We have a live feed of the ticked of the um, um, of the YouTube uh, the YouTube feed. So basically, um, the consumer discretionary area, which is basically like you know Heinz and that kind of stuff, that led the that led the the market today. Not very very uh, not very. Um, uh, exciting there. Not very exciting. Uh, here's kind of what I want to show you regarding kind of what is going on with inflation. And uh, I just made this little chart up, um, you know, um, in about the last hour or so. I saw this. The weight, the prices are going up are about 8.5% higher in March than a year earlier. As you can see, it spiked up there. What I did is I went through and I kind of annotated the chart here to show you kind of what you know we have we have to get ready to expect and that is um basically in the Reagan administration uh the actual inflation believe it or not when it was handed over by Carter uh the inflation went up 8% um, during Jimmy Carter now that's essentially the same amount as Biden has had in the first basically in the first year so it it's very i think it's analogous hopefully uh, we can get this inflation rate down, but it's analogous to kind of what happened during the Jimmy Carter years when the inflation rate went up and basically almost 8%, a little over 8% in one year. And that was in the that was way back in the 70s, if you can even remember back that far. Um, I do, but, you know, I'm just kind of showing my age here, but I do remember it. And, boy, I tell you what, it was really interesting because I used to travel up to um, New York from Washington. I actually lived in the Washington, D.C. area at the time. And, uh, you know, it's very it's very interesting because very similar things were happening. Lots and lots of crime in um, especially in the subways in New York. And that was that really was in the, the Carter administration with a lot of inflation. So, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, I'm just kind of seeing these parallels um, under Reagan. Uh, you know, Reagan was able to get the inflation rate down by 10 percent. And it was uh, it was kind of difficult. Uh, I remember it was it was it was catastrophic. I uh, uh, during the Reagan administration, I had one of my first jobs out in the real world, and uh, you know it was uh, it was it was uh, it was difficult. Uh, you know it was difficult to find to find work during that period of time. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, I worked uh, I had some interesting jobs during that period of time, but uh, the the inflation rate fell. It basically, I mean, it started really. What caused the inflation to fall? Well, there were a lot of things, but one of the main things that Reagan did when he came in was that he 
he didn't uh, he let the interest rates go up and he fired a lot of federal employees and from the government that was during the period of the patco strike i don't know if you remember that uh, but that was the air traffic controllers, and uh, nobody thought it would work, but it did. And and the the by the end of the Reagan administration, basically in 1988, the inflation the uh, inflation rate was basically around two percent. Uh, it de- it uh, it actually went down a little bit more. Uh, it, it 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 and then it came back up, and then under Bush one, it actually went down a little bit too. But it, what happened was that uh, during Bush one, and you don't remember this one. Uh, there was a lot of unemployment, and uh, that that happened right after. Uh, the Clinton years were actually pretty good. They uh, they they actually stayed pretty stable and went up about a percent in terms of the inflation, so it stayed pretty level. Uh, when um, when Bush came in, Bush two, uh, the inflation rate up, went up a modest, you know, about two percent, but it still stayed pretty good. But it, but it was definitely going up. Interestingly enough, under Obama, the uh, interest rates, the uh, the inflation rate went down. And that's very, very interesting. Uh, it also coincided with, of course, the real estate crash in 2008. But uh, interesting times there. Uh, we had deflation, interestingly enough, during Obama, actually, where it actually they had negative interest rates, if you can believe that. Not not totally at negative interest rates, but synthetic neg- negative interest rates. Now, under Trump, um, you know, the, the inflation rate did go up about 2%, and it basically... When it was handed off to Biden, the inflation was running at about two percent a year, which was uh, uh, which is pretty good. It's gone up basically about uh, it's about eight point five percent. That's six point five percent in a year. So very very similar situation to what happened under Jimmy Carter. And what happened under Jimmy Carter, interestingly enough, is that we had an oil shortage, and that is very very similar to kind of what's going on now. We we have this oil shortage. And that's kind of what's driving it, I think. I, I really believe that. That's one of the reasons why I've been looking very, very strongly into investing in oil and gas stocks. Not because I'm particularly in love with them, but because that seems to work in a time of high inflation. So just kind of FYI, uh, very interesting. Um, but anyways, just take a look at that chart. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I do have some some you know i don't want to be all doom and gloom and throwing out there and saying the world is coming to an end uh because i don't think it is i mean i think there's ways to make money in this period of high inflation and what i did is i put together five stocks that i'm looking at right now and i don't know any of these but interestingly enough i think that these five stocks might do very very well in a high inflation market and they're not oil and gas stocks these are related primarily to income. Uh, basically, these are REITs, real estate investment trusts. These are not the mortgage REITs. These are the property REITs. One of the ones that you might want to put on your list is CubeSmart, C-U-B-E. That's an interesting one. That's up today. Uh, public storage is also really big. Have you? I don't know if you've driven around, but boy, I tell you, here in Dallas, there's a lot of public storages out there, and they all seem to be full. So they must be doing something right. Kind of an expensive stock, but uh, very, very well run, and uh, something that you ought to definitely take a look at. Now, this other one here, Warehouser, I don't know if really I have it. Maybe have it misclassified because it's a lumber stock. It's up today too. Uh, but the stock I really want to show you today, kind of in this preamble is American Homes for Rent. And and this is a very interesting stock because, um, you know, basically up until this last cycle, there wasn't really any kind of 
companies like this. There's really two companies in this area. One is called Invitation Homes, and the other one is American Homes for Rent. And I kind of want to show you the chart on American Homes for Rent. I'm going to go over to the weekly chart here and show you one. This this one might be something that you could get involved with because, you know, I think that this is going to benefit tremendously by inflation. The symbol on this one is uh, A. M-H, America Homes for Rent. And what it does is they buy single-family homes, primarily in the Sun Belt, fast-growing areas, and then they rent them out. And, and rents, as you know, unfortunately, have been going up. Now, I kind of, my brother and I, we, we put together a small kind of a mini America Homes for Rent. We bought uh, three new homes down in the Houston area, basically around Conroe, Texas. I actually live up here in Dallas, and my brother does as well. But we actually bought, we're buying houses down in the Houston area. And we, we've, we've had some very strong demand. The, the demand is very strong on the rent. And it seems like, you know, that's kind of something that you might want to take a look at. Now, the interesting thing about America Homes for Rent, uh, AMR, is that it has this 81 relative strength, which is quite good. But it's also in a cup with handle formation. This is a preferred buying opportunity. And I'm not, you know, this doesn't always work out. But, you know, this is the kind of thing you want to look at. Now, I would like it. I would like the REIT. To, I would like this to be in a little bit higher category. Currently, this this is 51 out of 197. So, in terms of the sectors of the 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 market, this is good. It's it's in the top quartile of the market, but just barely. I really like to buy in the top 20 percent. So it's sort of going that way, and I think it might 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 go that way some more. Uh, with America Homes for Rent, we have basically a quite a good checklist. It's an 89 checklist on this one. Uh, and basically, the only thing that we're really uh, limiting here is sales. Uh, now, interestingly enough, as rents have been going up, the demand for housing uh, has been never never been higher. And many people, unfortunately, uh, are basically priced out of the market. So this is kind of where America Homes for Rent comes in. They basically buy your newer homes, typically one to maybe 10 years old, uh, and they primarily in the Sun Belt states, and they're primarily, you know, they're all single family. They're all they're all like three and twos. And I don't think they have many four and threes. But I mean, what I mean by that is three bedrooms, two baths. Most of them are three bedrooms, two baths, kind of in your suburban locations. And this seems to be trending very, very well. Um, one, this the the company has been around for a while, and I do think that it offers a kind of an interesting play because. Uh, it does have a very nice cash flow, dollar sixty-five per uh, per share. The, the, this is a forty-one dollar stock, not a terrifically expensive stock, uh, but and the PE ratio may be a little bit high at thirty-three percent. But here's the reason I like this stock. One of the major reasons I like this stock is they just went out and they bought uh, eight hundred million. Well, they didn't buy; it. they issued eight hundred million dollars of basically three point eight two five percent senior notes. Well, what that means is they're borrowing their they're borrowing very inexpensively because you know they can borrow a lot better than I can. That's for sure. Uh, they're going out to Wall Street and Wall Street's lending them this money at a very good rate, the better rate that they could get in a bank. And then they're going out and they're going to the areas that uh, are 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 in high demand. And then they're purchasing these houses primarily for cash. So, uh, interesting way to go. Uh, they there's they they do have. A nice cash flow. This is just one of the ones you might want to look at. Right now, I do think it's in a buy zone. I kind of want to look at the 
uh, sort of the technicals on this one, I'm looking at the weekly chart here right now. So basically, we're 4% above the 10-day line, the 10-week line. This is not a bad place to buy it. Um, you know, in terms of the pattern rack, we're basically almost right at the uh, we're almost right at the pivot. So that's one good thing that uh, that you can do. You know, right now we're going. It does look like you know there is upward momentum on it. Totally not a recommendation. I mean, do you do your own research on this one? But this is one that's setting up very nicely, and I do think uh, that it possibly will go higher. What I did is I moved back to the um, the uh, I, I've moved back to the daily chart here. And as you can see, it's it, it it's consolidated above that 200-day line. You never want to buy below that 200-day line, but I think that this uh, potentially could have some good could have some good growth here. Uh, we have an upward trending uh, relative strength uh, line that's very bullish. And also, if you notice the S and the um, the Nasdaq um, is trending down. So basically, what this is doing is this is moving up. On the Nasdaq, the Nasdaq is moving down. So, you know, it seems as if capital is flowing in this direction. Now, um, I don't know if this would be a long-term hold, but it did have a high back in um, back in December, uh, basically the third week of December of last year of about forty-one dollars. So, this is one you might be, you might, you know, we might get in, into. I don't have this position. I don't have this yet, but I'm possibly looking to uh to go with a position in this one uh, uh probably tomorrow or, or the, uh you know to see how to see how it holds up uh basically uh you know just basically to see how it holds up um now to show you kind of where I'm at um I did have some additions and subtractions from the stocks that I have that I had today I'll show you the small portfolio here and basically the way that stacks up is uh, you'll notice that there's several stocks that aren't there. That aren't there anymore. One of them is Dino, D-I-N-O, and I got stopped out of that one at 37. I thought this was going to be better because this is a this is an oil and gas stock. Um, but you know, as as the oil and gas area is getting more and more known, it seems as if it's getting harder and harder to get the the moves. Uh, basically, the way uh, what happened today is it pulled back below that 21 day line. And you know what? It violated that 21-day line, and I was out on this one. So uh, I thought it was going to do well. I, I bought it here at uh, uh, at 37.34, but I was out at 37 uh, in 37 and some change. So you know, I basically uh, I basically decided to uh, kind of skedaddle, um, you know, because it did pull below this 21-day line, and I just thought, well, there are other better things that I can that I can uh, get into right now that uh, will probably do a little bit better. Also in the small portfolio, Dollar Tree, this one's been doing very well. I bought this just a few days ago, and I don't know if you could still buy this one. I don't. It might get to be a little extended, but let's take a look at DLTR. This is Dollar Tree. Um, I like this one, too, as an inflation play. Now, I bought this right at, right at the top of the... Um, the, right at the top of the buy um, of the buying range, uh, it's one thirty one thirty nine one forty nine thirty seven is the buy point on that one. This is right here, showing you kind of right there, and it's moved up very nicely. It pulled back. I bought it as it as it pulled back to the twenty one day line and it bounced up in it. And this is the one two three day third day that it has moved up. I suspect 
this one will pull back. It's a little extended here, so you probably don't want to be buying this one today. Um, you know, you probably don't want to be buying this one today because it is extended. So even though uh, DLTR uh, is, I think it's a good buy, it's still extended. It is extended. So I wouldn't buy it at this at this level. I just I just wouldn't buy it at this level. But I just kind of wanted to show you one of the stocks that we do have in the small portfolio that uh, is kind of looking okay, <laughs> okay. And I also want to cover Novo Nordisk. This is the Novo Nordisk is uh, the biggest supplier of insulin in the world. NVO is the symbol. I did buy this one several days ago, and let's come up with that. That live chart here, um, I bought at 115.83. It's currently 117. So really not a very exciting move. We moved up and then we gave back, and it looks as if we bounced off that 10-day line. Hopefully it'll it, it it'll bounce and it'll move higher here. Still pretty still pretty much like this one, um, but you know it's still this is a tough market to trade. You know, essentially, I'm I'm about 50% in cash, as you can see. This is the small portfolio. Of course, this is one of the portfolios I trade. I have several, but this one, I'm over 50% in cash now. Uh, I did start taking profits uh, by selling uh, MRO. That was one of the oil stocks that I did sell. Uh, and let's take a look at that one. Uh, and I can show you where I sold that one. That basically, MRO... Marathon Oil, uh, that is up today, of course, and that's why it's up because I sold it. <laughs> but I did, I did sell it. In this, I don't know if this has the markups. Let's see if I go to the weekly. Oh goodness, um, yeah. Okay, so I did, I did sell MRO. I did sell this one in a nice little profit. Um, we bought it basically, basically here when it pulled back to that 21-day line. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm trying to buy on those reversal lines. I'm trying to buy them as they're pulling back to the 21-day line and then, uh, you know, and then, and then buying them. All right. Well, we're almost there. So uh, let's go to a stock that I did buy today. This is a new buy, and I don't know. I might have bought this one wrong. I wanted to get some exposure into some of the mineral, some of the metals group. This is Turnium. TX is the symbol on this one. Um, now, I don't know if this is the correct place to buy. I did buy today here, a third of a position, really small, 49.69. It closed down, so hopefully it's going to get some support here at the 10-day line and move higher. I bought it basically because it moved above that reversal line and thinking that you know, that if it could move above that reversal line, then it was moving higher. The trend is still good on this one. Uh, but, you know, my, my buy point might not have been the best. But we shall see, uh, you know, we shall see what, um, <laughs> what, com what comes of that. All right. So let me give you the rundown of everything that I do own currently. And uh, pretty simple. Of course, we talked a little bit about Dollar Tree. That's up today. Novo Nordisk get pulled back a little bit. I'm up on Shell. That's one of the big caps that I did buy. I, what I did is I sold Hess. And I bought Shell, taking profits on Hess. Uh, down a little bit on the XLV. Um, I'm really kind of disappointed at the action on HPQ. Uh, but, you know, again, I broke my rule. I bought it on a gap up, and I should have bought it on a pullback. So right now, the market is a pullback market. You want to be buying on the pullbacks. Um, I also have OVV. This is also another oil company. Up nicely today. 
Uh, it uh, RTX, this is a defense stock. I bought this one yesterday. It's up. The QQQ, very disappointing. I am selling my Q positions. I do think that with the weakness in tech, we're going to see, unfortunately, a lot of damage in that area. So uh, not the best. I did Now, this, this is one I did buy today that I want to kind of share with you before we get to the questions. And this is Warrior Coal. <laughs> now, this is in one of the top performing sectors of the economy. I didn't, I didn't just come on this one. I had a screen for this one. But it's HCC is the symbol for Warrior Coal. And I'm going to show you where I did buy that one today. I bought it right as it pulled back to that 21-day line. And hopefully it bounced uh, off a little bit after hours at 37.44. I bought it 37.65. So I'm, off, I'm down a tad but hopefully it gets some support at the 21-day line. This area has just been on fire in terms of, um, you know, in terms of an area of the market. It is the uh, second best performing, uh, second best performing uh, part of the market right now. The symbol on this one is HCC. So uh, it's kind of got a strange, um, strange symbol, but it's uh, it's HCC and that's Warrior Coal. I think this is the first time I've ever bought a coal stock. So, you know, I'm just, just working on these resource stocks now. We'll see what happens here. But uh, the chart looks good. It's pulled back. It looks like it's getting some strength, and hopefully it can move higher. There's a tremendous amount of demand for coal in the world. Basically, today it went up uh, almost one point, uh, 3%, almost 3.5% today, this, this stock. We'll see if it uh, rebounds tomorrow. Uh, but it's relatively volatile, so I wouldn't I wouldn't go with a very large position. Maybe a half position might work really really well. All right, well thank you so much for hanging out there, and let's take a look. Um, here, Paulie is talking about a bull put spread on Occidental Petroleum Oxy, uh, and I did sell Oxy the other day. Nice little profit on it. Um, this one, you know, it's you're definitely looking in the right area. The question is, is it ready? For a bull spread, so let's kind of let's see, let's kind of take a look and just analyze this one a little bit and see if we can come up with something that might work. Okay, well, yes, okay, so we've got earnings basically in 28 days. Okay, so we probably don't want to, if we did this, if we did a bull call spread, we would want to do it for basically 28 days or less because we don't want to have the we don't want to have the um, a potential um, problem of the um, of we don't want to have the potential of of going through a uh, earnings for that. So basically, what I would look to do if we're going to do a bull call spread, I kind of want to look to see where I think this is going to head. I think that we may get all the way up to about sixty three dollars, but because we typically are in a, in ascension, sixty three dollars. So let me see if I can put together. A, um, let me see if I can put together a trade here and see if that will work. And I'm just going to try to do that. And what I'm doing here is I'm going to something called the Option Profits Calculator. And this is kind of a interesting thing that you can do uh, to, to possibly create a... Um, you know, to, to possibly create something that might work. And I'm going to look for options that might work very well on uh, Oxy. And we're going to look for a call spread. So 
The current price uh, basically is fifty nine twenty five. I'm kind of expecting um, a price of sixty three by the uh, by the the close. So let's look at the expiry here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at uh, the twentieth. Now the reason I'm not gonna put it at the twenty seventh is because I want to get uh, I want to be I want to find something that before. Uh, it expires. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to look for potential call spreads that might work here. So let me just do this and let's see if we can pull that up on the screen for everybody with the option profit calculator. So let me see if I can let's see if I can do that. And all right. So here's here's kind of what we're looking at in terms of potential uh, ideas here. Um, we do have, and I'm looking for high percentage probabilities here. I like this one, the call debit spread. Uh, that has a 51% chance, which is good, especially in a rising market. So let's kind of take a look to see kind of what would be entailed there for a um, bull, uh, a bull uh, spread on this. I'm going to kind of look at the return chart here and look at the profit and loss here. And basically what this will do... Let's go down here, and let's let's look at the details of this particular trade, and this this includes the volatility. This uh, trade will cost you two uh, four hundred and eighty bucks out of your pocket. Not not uh, you don't have to put it all down. Uh, it's for basically for four contracts, buying the uh, May twentieth fifty seven point fifty call, and then selling. The 60 call, so um, and that's the 20th. So that's the 20th. So 450 bucks out of your pocket. Uh, if this thing continues to go up, it looks pretty good. Could potentially make about 520 bucks on this on on this uh, on this one. Not a bad, not a bad, uh, not a bad return. About 108 percent on this if everything goes as planned. So let's kind of look at the uh, risk chart here. Just kind of pull that up. Oops, there we go. All right. So currently, Oxy is trading basically a little bit above 59 here. That's where this line is here. And as you can see, if it continues on the upward trend, you know, we could possibly make as much as about $520. That would be right here, basically basically, uh, basically right here. That would be if it moved up to about $60 a share. So between $60 and $63, we're looking pretty good in terms of that profit. So... Uh, that's what I would recommend on a spread, and uh, basically that would just be uh, we can let's put it up there uh, for the entry cost of this 480. This is for four contracts. Uh, the maximum return is about 520, and uh, we have a break even of about 5870. Pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good safety on this one, and uh, this is one you might want to consider. This is, would be on Oxy, so kind of let's go back to the Oxy chart and see if. Uh, I can get that right there we go. Okay, here's the oxy chart. Um and let's see. So taking a look at the oxy chart here, that would be basically the way this this uh th this option trade would work would be basically from right about here of course on up to about here. So as long as it stays kind of in this range, well, it's a little high. As long as it is it moves into this range in the next two to three weeks and it stays in this range which does look like it's going to because we do have this upper trend 
then I think you'd be I think you'd be good to go. But this is a nice little trade, and uh, might work very well for you. So uh, something that uh, <laughs> something you might want to take a look at. By the way, if you're interested in these kind of trades, I do put them out from time to time on the Action Trade Alerts. Very easy to get uh, on that list. Just uh, just go to www.dallastradingfloor.com and a first and last name and an email address and that would that's really help us uh get you that stuff out and that's free and then of course we have our discord room too as well we're going to be doing um putting together some courses here they're not ready to go but hopefully in the next week or a uh, week or two i'm going to have some more information about some of our courses that uh that you can you know use possibly to make money well always try to make money during during this kind of difficult trade period of time so Kind of, kind of a cool thing to do. All right, Brian, thank you so very much. Uh, let's look at Home Depot HD. Uh, HD Home Depot. And Home Depot, um, unfortunately, and I, I don't like showing you this, but uh, got to show it to you because Home Depot is in that beautiful, in that terrible downward trend. So this just isn't a stock we want to touch. Why? Because, well, it's going south. That's why. And as you can see, it's the the 40-day line is crossed below the 200-day line. That's what they call the death cross right there. Not a good scene. So what can we do with this one? Can we, you know, can we find something to do with this one? Well, if this was not in the retail wholesale building products trade, I would look to short this one. But I'm not going to do that. Why? Because... This area is fairly strong, and I don't want to short in such a strong area. So uh, right now, I just wouldn't do anything with this one. You know, right now, I would just kind of just, you know, just let it go and and uh, just watch this, this one. So uh, HD Home Depot uh, is a watch list. So right now, I would just watch list this one. Wouldn't do anything on this, and I would just uh, say, "Hey, <laughs> we can't we can't do anything with watches." So so put that in your uh, put that in the back pocket, but I wouldn't do anything on that one. That's just that's just not going to work as well. We'll get back to Target here in just a second. I want to take another question. Um, a bull spread? Oh, a bull, another bull spread on Exxon Mobil, or a long on as they have earnings on the 29th. I don't like to have spreads through earnings but let's let's take a look to see if we could make sense of doing something like a bull spread on Exxon. So the symbol of course for Exxon Mobil is XOM. Kind of easy to remember Exxon Mobil. Let's take a look at this chart. Well, we do have, you know, we did have this nice bounce. You know, basically it is moving up to this 9050 range. That's the all time high made back in the third week of February. And it does look like we're in an upward trend. So that's a very good thing to look at. Now, the question is, we want to look at something possibly um, in the next two weeks. So fairly soon, uh, where do we think this is going? Well, I do believe if we extend the 10-day line up here, uh, you know, it does seem like it's, uh, it's, it's going right up the 10-day line. And we go out about two weeks, we're going to see that it probably... My guess is that we're going to get up to about the 87, 88 range. So maybe maybe we could go as high as 89 on this one. That's kind of what I'm thinking about, uh, you know, it happening here. 
and and if we can get to about 89 uh let's see if i can let's see if i can put something together for that uh for exxon mobil um xom and what we want to do here of course is i the expected expiry and i'm going to look at here is going to be the 22nd i don't want to go through earnings on this one uh, and the expected price, I'm going to say about $89. I think it definitely can make it. It's only $3. And we're looking about to place about $500 on that. So let's see if we can find out something that is looking good. Well, I'm not looking and seeing all that many high potential trades. Well, if we went out, let's say we went out one more week. Let's say we did go out to the 29th. I don't typically like to do this. Um... That gives us a little bit higher probability. Okay, based on the volatility then, let's see if we can find something that makes sense at 88. All right. And let's see if this makes sense. Now this is going out a little bit longer. Let's see if I can get something above. Well, yeah, this is probably the best bet that I have currently not I not I don't like this chart, so I probably wouldn't do this one. Um, it basically to me, the way this looks is this is not the kind of chart I want. I want something more like the one that we looked at for Home Depot. So I probably would pass on this. I probably would not do a uh, a bull spread. So I probably would not do uh, a bull spread. So I you know I wouldn't enter a bull spread on Exxon Mobil now. So really that's kind of that's kind of my 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 viewpoint on it basing you know just kind of doing a back of the napkin kind of thing. Oops, that's Home Depot. Uh so I really wouldn't based on based on my my uh formulation here wouldn't do a bull spread on Home Depot right now, but uh, I, I like the idea. I just don't think that I just don't think the timing is good. I just don't think the timing is good. Let's take a look uh, on Nvidia. This is coming from TikTok, and uh, Nvidia uh, has been hurt a lot. Uh, you know, it's just yeah, it's just the techs are not doing well right now. So you don't really. I don't think you want to be long Nvidia. I've been out of Nvidia for. A little over about at least six weeks now. Let's kind of look at the chart for Nvidia. And with Nvidia, you know, we had you know any nothing really good as they so always say happens uh, below that 200-day line. So that's the 200-day line right there at uh, 245, and we're below that. So you know, I you know, I just think we gotta. I just think we gotta wait. You know, I just think we gotta wait and. Uh, I just think we got to wait for this one, and uh, I just don't think it's it's going to work. So, Nvidia uh, is a watch list. Don't buy it now because it definitely is weakening. It 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 uh, it uh, it's definitely weakening as a stock. Um, so I just wouldn't be in Nvidia right now. It's in a downward trend. And uh, just wouldn't buy this one right now. Uh, just, 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 just wouldn't buy this one. We're in this downward trend. I mean, you know, this was a great stock 
six months ago. But you know things change in six months with this with this inflation. You know it's just it's just going to punish some of these some of these stocks like this. And unfortunately, as good as Nvidia is, and it's a great company, it's just not working in terms of uh, of, uh, <laughs> of anything. And this is just the same thing here, Jay. Thank you for this. Why is Microsoft getting sold so much? Well, the real reason I believe is the fact that a lot of people are looking at the market. They're, they're looking out six months and they're saying, wow, lots of inflation uh, coming out here. Um, we want to take our profits now. And so they are. So they're basically going and they're taking their profits. One of the big things that they probably had a lot of profit on was in, was uh, Microsoft. They're like, well, it's below the, it's below that 200-day line. So, you know, the 200-day line for Microsoft is 305. So basically it's below that. So people are just selling. And, uh, you know, this is profit-taking by the institutions. As you can see, I've been in it, but, uh, I you know, I haven't been in it really uh, since, since here. I was stopped out. Uh, I thought we were going to have a nice reversal here back in January. I was stopped out, and I just haven't been back. And the reason is is because it has continued to weaken. And, uh, you know, the downward trend right now is true. So, you know, basically you can see this by taking a look at the QQQ, which I'm going to be selling all the rest of my QQQ tomorrow because I think that, the, you know, unfortunately the QQQ is the top 100 stocks by um, by by weight in the Nasdaq, and it is fallen. So, not a good situation there. This is where this is why uh, you know you know we're seeing weakness in the QQQ. That means weakness in Microsoft, and also in Apple. Not a good situation. Just a tough market to trade. Lots of inflation, and uh, yeah, it's just tough. Just a tough market. Uh, so that's why I'm 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 moving more towards resource stocks. And some of the oil stocks, and and in I am in some of the um, healthcare issues, but that's about it. Uh, hey, uh, when you say the twenty nine nine, is that um, uh, 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 EMA or SMA? So is it statistical moving average or uh, well, I can't, or exponential moving average? Actually, it's EMA. <laughs> Very good, Roger. <laughs> it's 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 the it's the EMA. The uh, exponential moving average, the 21-day exponential moving average, for some reason, and I don't quite know why, um, this is a very good indicator as to institutional um, support for something. If something stays above that 21-day line, that moves, means we have typically positive uh, support there. So what I mean on that is the 21-day exponential moving average, not the statistical moving average. Now with the 10-day line, when I talk about the 10-day line, that is the that is just the the simple moving average. That's just that's just uh, you know you add up the prices divide by 10 days and then you have the moving average for uh on the 10-day line. But the 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 21-day line is special. It is the exponential moving average. So that's a very good question. Very very good question. CrowdStrike crossed the 200-day moving average today. And then slightly retreated. Okay, so this is what they call a ceiling. <laughs> so let's look at crowd. Crowd is one of the better um, of the um, of the, uh, the 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 security stocks. But see, I'm just not so convinced that we need to be running back in to the burning house. Right now, the techs are a burning house. People are selling them off. They're taking their profits. They're hunkering down with this inflation number. It's not going to do 
good things for high multiple stocks. And many of these stocks, they're great companies, but they have high multiples. Let's look at CrowdStrike. And you're absolutely right. What I'm doing is I'm going over here to the um, the weekly chart. The reason is because this, this dampens a lot of the noise. It's easier to kind of see what's going on. Now, obviously, the trend is we're, we do we are an upward trend for CrowdStrike. That is a good thing. But here's what I don't like about that. What I don't like about that is we are still trading below that 200-day moving average, just like you indicated. And what happened is it, you see how it came right up to that, and then it couldn't push past, past it, so it pulled down to the 21-day moving, uh, the 20-day exponential moving average. Thank you, Roger, for that. Um, and then notice how it bounces off that, moves back up to the 200-day, gets gets resistance, boom, it pulls back down. So right now this is fighting to get into kind of into this area here. So right now this is a watch list. You can't really buy this until it convincingly closes above that 200-day moving average. So very, very interesting. Thank you for that very much. All right, let's look at five. This is five and below. This was a great stock. I had this stock last year. Seems like the greatest hits of the past. Retail has not been faring very well. I do have one retail stock right now. It is Dollar Tree. Uh, but right now, most of the retail stocks not doing so well, trading below that 200-day average. I just think you got to wait on this one. The relative strength line is moving up, um, but you know, and it's starting to get better. But five and below just isn't working out. And here's and and, and here's why. With the high inflation, uh, you would think that something like five and below would would do well because it's basically a Dollar Tree kind of thing, but. It appeals to kids, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, I like going there. It's fun. Um, but they're, they, the kids right now don't have as much discretion, area, uh, ex, uh, don't have as much in their pockets just because the families don't have money right now. And so what's happening is these great stocks that used to be really great, you see, the here's the problem with five and below, all right? It has a P.E. ratio of 35, which... Uh, is very high for a retailer. So that's part of the problem that you've got going on here. So I wouldn't recommend it. Now, I am in one retail stock. I will. I like being in retail because it, you know, uh, it, it can be a good area. I'm, I'm in Dollar Tree, and the reason I'm in Dollar Tree is because it, it is faring better. Now, it still has a pretty high P.E. ratio of 29, but the thing about Dollar Tree is Dollar Tree is where people are shopping for groceries, and not for gadgets. So I do think that's going to be better going forward. I could be proven wrong on this, totally proven wrong on this one. But I do think, um, you know, this is probably, if you're looking for the kind of the discounters, that might be something that uh, would work very well for you, Dollar Tree, as opposed to, um, as opposed to, um, um, as, as opposed to Found Below. Well, let's take the last question here. Thank you very much. This is, uh, um, Lakash is talking about looking at a Google put. Let's see. Let's look at Google, G O O G L, not G O G L. That was that's Golden Ocean. Let's look at Google. And Google is okay. So, where would you buy that put? Well, hmm. all right. Well, let's look at the daily chart. It looks like there's some support. 
let's figure out, first of all, where the support is on this. And if you go to the weekly chart on Google, you're going to see... Uh, you're going to see some support right about here at this consolidation. So let me see if I can, uh, let me see if it'll let me go over here. So the consolidation is right at about, let's see if that I can get that just right, is about 2490 is where the consolidation is for Google. And what does that mean? Well, that's the floor. So if you were to, uh, if you were to um, sell a put, I would not sell a put. I I, I would not I would not sell a put below that twenty four. Uh, I I'm sorry. I would not sell a, a put above that twenty four ninety. So I would not be you know twenty four ninety is the put that you got to look for right here. So I would not you know twenty four ninety. I would possibly look at a at a 24 100 put <laughs> to be honest 2490 is a little bit rich so here's what I would do if I were doing a spread on this one so let's let's see if we can let's see if we can calculate let's see if we can do a spread and if this makes any kind of sense at all uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to look to see if um, we have uh, I'm going to look at, it's going to be Google, G-O-O-G-L, and that is the, and I'm going to look to do a uh, expected price. I'm going to say 24.90, and that's the lowest I, I, I want it. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to go out here about, let's go out here, give it a little time to work. I'm going to go out to about the May 20th, and let's just see kind of if there's any, you know, if if there's if there's anything that uh, you know that that we can that we can see on this. So I'm going to go 2490. Let's just see if there's a position that might work here. I'm kind of looking here. Yeah. Okay. So I do think that there is sort of a bearish put spread that you could do. I do think that. Uh, I do think it is moving lower. Let's see. Let's see if I can. Kind of a kind of a weird kind of a kind of a weird chart here. But let me bring up this. Let me bring up this chart and see. So here we go. Um, this is kind of what I'm looking at in terms of, you know, of of a spread. And here's how here's how it would possibly work. I wouldn't I wouldn't probably sell a put. I probably wouldn't buy a put on this one. I would do a put spread. And the way I would do it probably is to do something similar to this. You know, buy and you don't have to buy this many by the way. Uh, you know, we don't need to buy this many. But I'd be buying the 2460 85 put. I'd be selling the 80 put. So that's kind of what I would do. I would, I would, uh, that's what I would do. I would buy the May twentieth, uh, twenty, uh, twenty six eighty five put and sell the twenty six eighty put, and that might that that uh, gives us probably a pretty good, pretty good profile. Let's see if we. I'm going to take a look and see what the profile is. Basically, the way this thing works is currently the the it's it's there as long as. Um, you know, it moves forward uh, in time. 
Uh, if if it moves up too much, if it moves up to 2,600, of course, you know we will go underwater. But this one might work for you pretty well. Uh, this one this one might this one might work for you pretty well, and uh, that's a pretty good payoff chart. So that's something that you might want to look at. Uh, the entry cost in this one uh, it says here it's five hundred dollars, but actually this is for um, this is for uh, four contracts. So you could just divide this by four. So this is, gives you about a sixty-six chance, sixty-six percent chance of success on this. Of course, there's never a hundred percent. That would be nice if it were. Then we wouldn't have to work, would we? Um, but uh, let's kind of look at the payout chart here. This kind of gives you an idea of the payout chart. As this stock moves lower, it tends to move up in in price. So you could potentially do it. Let's just, for fun, let's do it with one contract here and take a look to see kind of how it will how it'll look. Let's calculate that one out. And if you're interested in this, if you're interested in this uh, potential um, play, let me uh, let me put it out there to everybody on the chat. Uh, and uh, this is just uh, now this is this chat's only going out to the people that are on YouTube. Unfortunately, I can't do it to anybody else. But this is the uh, Google. Uh, this is this is the Google uh, uh, spread uh, uh, bear put spread. So here it is. Um, put it out there to everyone so everyone can see it. And there we go. All right. I think you can hopefully see that out there to everyone. And hopefully we'll see that. That gives you a link to the calculation that I just made on the screen. And hopefully you can take a look at that. Well, um, I have rambled on here almost for 50 minutes. So it is time for me to skedaddle. Um, I will be back tomorrow, of course, at 5. Thank you very much. Uh, for that, and um, uh, at Dallas Trading Floor. If you're not already a member of the um, Action Trailer, it's very easy to do. Just go to www.dallastradingfloor.com, first and last name, and an email address to sign up for that. Also, if you want to take a look at uh, some of our past um, uh, archived shows, easy to do. Just go to www.youtube.com slash Dallas trading floor and that brings you to the uh, YouTube site where all the the that good stuff is is uh is there. I'll be back uh at uh 5 tomorrow. Thanks everybody. By the way, I just have a have a big big favor to ask. I was just like everyone, if you could please like the show, that really helps us get out there. Also subscribe if you can. That'd be nice. Uh, it helps us get out there. We we have over 100,000 people on TikTok and we're building towards, you know, a large number on YouTube, but we need more YouTube people. But also, if you're on TikTok, please like us on TikTok as well. And uh, uh, I will be back here tomorrow at um, at 5 o'clock. Thanks, everybody, uh, for taking a look at the show, and happy trading. <laughs>